Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the station, its staff, management, or ownership. Thanks for tuning in to Clearview Hudson Valley on your favorite local iHeartRadio station. Proudly brought to you each week by Accent Insurance Services, an independent insurance agency helping clients like you save on auto, home, and business insurance. Visit AccentFGInsurance.com for more info. Hey, it's Uncle Mike, and joining me this week is the former mayor of Peekskill, Andre Rainey, who is now the vice president of Fathers Are Important, which I think is a fantastic name for an organization. We're going to find out a lot more about it. He's also a songwriter and a rap artist, and he's most importantly the dad of three and keep that in mind as we get into why he's pushing these issues absolutely andre welcome to the show thanks for coming out and talking to us yes and, thank uh, you for having me well and, and me. before we get into fathers are important which is i'm really curious and really want to hear more about mm-hmm. i always like the listeners to have a little bit of background about the voice behind a microphone so if you give a little bit of your background yeah sure. uh, and how you got to where you are now i'd be glad to yes i was born in peak scale uh you know my uh my stepfather met my mother when i was two years old in germany um he was, he was in the air force my mother fell in love with him. Uh, she went to visit um, her brother, my uncle, in 1985 and fell in love and they got married and we moved to Las Vegas and kind of went back and forth from Vegas to New York growing up. Um, I was a heavy into the music industry, worked with a lot, a lot of mainstream artists and um, I always, always gave back to my community. I was always hosting events for the youth, uh, whether it was soccer, kickball or you know, uh, funding after school programs and um, just really invested in the youth of my community. And then, um, you know, the, 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 the local parties in the community had asked me to run for office several, several times. And I said no for about maybe six, seven years. Um, then one year uh, after I had my first son, uh, my music kind of slowed down. I was spending more time in my city and I considered uh, running for office. And uh, I'll never forget. It was a conversation with my predecessor and one of his supporters. I was working at the youth center at Peekskill uh, and the supporter of his came up to the to my job and basically told me that if I was going to run for office, I needed to run with the person she supported. And, um, you know, I told her, you know, I had already chose who I was going to run with because I'd already been asked by another another organization in the city. Um, and her response was, well, if you run against my, the person I'm supporting, I'm going to ruin you. And that was like, that catapulted my interest of running for office now, you know, and um, I decided to run after that. I reached out to some people saying, look, I want to do it. And uh, they showed me the ropes. I learned a little bit about politics and campaigning. Next thing you know, I'm running for office. I ran for city council and was successful. Then I decided to run for mayor shortly after that and was successful. And I ran for another term after that and was successful. And then uh, the last year, um, things had changed with family dynamics. You know, we lost a very close relative of mine to COVID and my relationship took a toll. Um, so I decided not to run for another term and focus a little bit more on my family. And fathers are important. <laughs> I was born, you know, um, I just really got into some situations with uh, my past relationship. And I had, had to go through the family court system for one of my children. And that's when it really opened my eyes to some of the struggles in family court. And that's where we are today. Interesting. The mayor of Peekskill, that had to be a bumpy ride, I'm sure. You know, it, it, you know, and it, we had a little chat before we went on the air, and, and I, yeah. I, I give you kudos beyond belief that you did what you did. You know, bless you for you. wanting to serve the community. Thank you. And you, you did three terms, mm-hmm. which is, you know, God bless you, because I don't think I could do it. But, <laughs> but I'm sure, like all of us, that journey uh, built a lot of different 
avenue opened a lot of different avenues for you because you learned a lot of different uh, how to you know not only how to deal with different people but a lot yeah. about different issues yeah probably something you'd never thought of before as mayor all of a sudden you were like you know okay this is important yeah. we gotta deal with this so, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about fathers are important obviously fathers are important i mean i have mm-hmm. i have a son as well and you have you have three you have three children mm-hmm. one son two daughters a son and two daughters. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the first part of it. As a, as a human being, you brought three children into the world, and you are extremely important, along yeah. with their mother, of course. And let's talk what you what, get to the meeting this year. What fathers are important. The organization is all about. Yeah. So fathers are important. You know, um, the president is Arcadio Santana, and um, I'm, the, I'm the vice president currently. And you know, we're we're looking to to establish uh, what they call the shared parenting. Uh, agreement in the state of New York. We want to make New York a shared parenting state. Um, some are, some organizations argue that you know a mother is more important to a child at a certain age, and some organizations now are arguing that a father is more important to a child at a certain age. Our organization reminds people how important a balanced parenting, co-parenting relationship is to a child. And you know when we say fathers are important, it's to remind people. It's kind of like you know when they would say something like like the Black Lives Matter. You know it's it's not that all lives don't matter, um, but you do want to highlight some of the issues. And this is like fathers are important, not that. Much Mothers aren't important. You know, we want to make sure that's very clear. Um, but there are some issues that we feel need to change in family court. And one of the ways of pushing this is to create what they call a shared parenting state, which allows um, two parents after separation or divorce equal access to their child. No one parent gets to hold custody over the other. Um, in the state of New York, 92% of all cases after divorce or separation goes to a full custody arrangement with the mother and a visitation arrangement with the father. And um, through my own experience, this is when I realized this. Uh, when I went through the family court, from my middle daughter. My daughter's mother took our daughter from the hospital. She was born uh, November, <clears throat> excuse me, November 20, 2018. November 23rd, 24th, day after Thanksgiving, she left the hospital and moved to Beacon, New York from Peekskill. And I didn't see my daughter again until December 19th of that same year. So when I finally found out where they lived, um, I went to the courts and, you know, submitted uh, a joint custody agreement to be able to see my child again. So they scheduled the joint custody hearing in January. When we got to the courtroom, um, the judge said, OK, we're going to give you joint custody. So, you, you know, the father's going to see the daughter. You're going to see your daughter on Wednesday nights from five to seven and every other weekend. And I said, I thought this, I thought we said joint custody. <laughs> like, where's the joint schedule at? And it was, you know, well, you know, the mother is going to have, you know, full be the custodial parent. So you'll get visitation. And I, and I told the judge, but I'm not a visitor. I'm a father. Why am I going to agree to see my daughter for dinner on Wednesdays and every other weekend. What type of sense does that make? Well, is there a reason why you think you should have more time? Because I'm her father. I'm not a visitor. I'm not in the military. God bless those who are and all of our veterans. I'm not in prison or jail. Uh, I don't have any emotional or physical handicaps where I can't take care of my child. Why are you offering me visitation to my daughter after the separation? And you couldn't get a solid answer. So fortunately, I was one of the fathers who was able to work with the judge, and I equal, and I when I I have now what we call shared parenting. But this also took about twenty eight violations from the mother, which have now accumulated to forty three. So, I share your. Um, I'm divorced, and and I, I at the, my son was twelve or thirteen. Uh, initially, there was a pretty good arrangement. I thought there was. He was living with his mother, but we were pretty open. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I came home one day and the sheriff was in the driveway with a subpoena, a summons that she was suing me for full custody of my son. So I too, and this is back, uh, well, 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I too was shocked when I had never been in family court before, you know, yeah. and the first time I showed up, it was a, a hearing in a, in a conference room with a judge 
where she sat down behind the computer and she was asking me questions that I knew, you know, darn well that she had the answers to, but they mm -hmm. were, they were looking to catch me in a lie is what yes. they were looking to do <laughs> about income. You know, so how much do you make on the side? Think, I'm like, uh, and, you know, I'm, I almost felt like saying, you know, I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was honest with them. I said, yeah. you're on And then finally I said, you have all that information in front of you with all due respect. And mm. so, you know, you, you're, you're really, and, and then she got a little indignant when I said that to her. Anyway, mm -hmm. it became very apparent that I needed a lawyer. Yes. Thank God my girl, you know, my, who's still with me, or we've been together 15 years now, she knew a really good family court lawyer who knew the system mm -hmm. and educated me really fast. <clears throat> yeah. And then yeah. we went through a, I'd say, three-month trial. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And I ended up with physical custody, joint custody, but I had physical custody. He was yeah. staying with me. God bless you. And, yes. and there was no, I had no stipulation. He, he was always, I made it clear to him from the beginning that his mother is always going to be his mother. Nothing against her. I didn't involve him in what was going on between us. And that's what, right, right. And from that point on, it did get better. But the things that happened to you, I mean, real quickly is <laughs> before I walked in that door, they had garnished my wages already, you know, and mm -hmm. it made it very clear that, that, and I was like, well, isn't it? No, there's, there's no, you're, you're going to, at this point, he's still living with her, so it was 18 or 17%, whatever it was. Yeah, 17, yeah. The, if, before the check, before we got there, they had already garnished. It, it was already out of it. So, and that went on the whole time we were going through going the, through. and then yeah. it's, and then it was amazing to me that they did it that fast. But then when I got custody, it should have stopped. It took three or four weeks for that to stop. And they assured me, oh, don't worry, that'll be accrued. And I said, nothing against my ex, but if she gets it, she's going to spend it, and you ain't getting that back from yeah. her. I said, and neither am I. You know, don't worry. And I said to him, I said, with all due respect, I said, you nailed me before I even walked through the doors, and now you're telling me it's going to take three or four weeks to stop this? Yeah. That's yeah. The way, sorry, that's the way the system works is the answer. And my lawyer is grabbing my leg saying, look, we got what we just showed. Oh, my goodness. See? <laughs> we got what we want. Let's move on. Yeah. yeah. And I did. That's, and and it's, that's why it's good to have a lawyer in those situations. But to your point, it took a long time to get there. I'm sorry. But to your point, it is uh, for anyone who has never gone through it it's a whole oh. other world and it, it is i think it is because of organizations like yours who are starting to bring light to it it's getting yeah. better it is, but yep. you're right up until a few years ago as a father you had no chance in family court not an opportunity i know a, a, another friend of mine who also hosts a radio station show who um he never he's 61 62 years old now he's never gotten a driving license because they suspended his license for child support when he was um about 18 years ago and he just said you know do away with it but to you know to 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 piggyback on something you just mentioned the child support court support magistrate that I seen is now under investigation for my case because um, there's possibility that she was biased against me and I'm, and I'm and I'm able to prove it. They had an interview with me about three weeks ago um, and it's um a Dutchess County support magistrate um, and. When I walked in the courtroom and I had the transcripts from everything. So that's that's when they took it a little bit more serious when I submitted the transcripts highlighting, literally highlighting what she was saying to me. One of the things she said to me, you know, I said I needed a modification of child support because I don't even know why I agreed to this in the first place. I had my daughter. Five, we have equal custody of our daughter. So I don't even know why I agreed to this in the first place. Like I, this is I was paying eight hundred dollars a month. And her response to me in, in one of the statements were, you know, if you can prove to me that you're looking for an, another job applying five days a week, eight hours a day, then I consider your modification <laughs> what <laughs> like my response and my attorney's like don't laugh i'm like i did you hear what she just said like does that even make sense like i'm gonna apply for a job five days a week eight hours a day 
and then you'll make a modification. You're not going to base a modification on the actual schedule I have with my daughter five days a week. It was just ridiculous. And, um, you know, like I, I walked in that courtroom and I felt and I and I and I on the transcripts, I responded telling her, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you try to take from me. You're not going to break me as a man. So I, I want you to realize that. So do what you got to do. Take what you got to take. And she said, we'll come back for your modification in September. That hearing was in February. So from February to September, I paid almost eight hundred dollars a month when I had my daughter almost every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I filed a complaint on her. I told her that she was probably the most incompetent person I've ever seen when it comes to math. And when I filed that complaint on her, they had her recuse herself from my case. They put a new judge in there literally the following Friday. Nothing had changed financially on my part or the mother of my child's part. He got the same exact documentation she had, and he removed all child support. Not only did he remove it, but they paid me back for some of those months because oh, she took amazing. advantage of me. And what made it even worse, and I'll fast forward after this, is um, I told the judge, and I, like I said, again, I have transcripts of everything. I told the judge, I, I agree with not paying child support, but I do want to help with the essential needs. Like if my daughter's in daycare, so I do want to pay half, but I don't want to have to deal with the mother to pay half. I want to just take it out Correctly. of my check so I know that she gets 50% of her daycare, healthcare. So he said, well, current to the documents, uh, the mother's paying $23, $23 a week for daycare. I said, you mean $23 a day? He said, no, $23 a week. I said, your honor, our daughter, our daughter goes to daycare five days a week, like full time. Like she's, three, she's two or two, three years old. He said, the paperwork that I have shows that she's paying $23 a week. So I'm, she's been paying $23 a week the past two years for daycare, and I'm paying her $800 a month for child support? Mm-hmm. So that's a Oof. whole other issue that's, that's got to be issue, addressed. Yeah. <laughs> because to me, child support should be for the child. And, and it, If you have alimony, 100%. alimony is for the spouse. Uh, correct. But child support should be, but it's not. Yeah, and the IRS stated um, it's, it's one of the few things governed by the government of every state municipality that's not documented by the IRS. So when you give, if you're a millionaire, you have to give, you know, I think it's like $117,000 a month for child support. But the IRS doesn't have to ask for any proof that that's going to your child, you know, and, you know. And sadly, a lot of time it's not. It's a, <laughs> most of the time it's not. A lot of the time, there's, there's. I know, I know musicians that are, you know, Mary J. Blige and you know, Rick, Rick was like, I know artists that are paying thirty, forty thousand dollars a month. When the CPS states that to raise a child comfortably in the state of New York, one of the most expensive states in the country, according to, according to uh, statistics, the average child takes between twelve to twenty-four thousand dollars a year to raise comfortably. And they're given that much a month. And these person, these people are taking care of a, a monthly salary that could take care of twelve children a year each month. It's crazy. And, and it's unfortunately, crazy. like I said, if, if you have an alimony agreement, that's different. Alimony mm-hmm. is to support your spouse that's and right. she does what she wants with it. It's none of your business. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when it comes to your child, yeah. if you're given 800 a month or whatever you're giving, you should know that child, that yeah. money should be spent on that child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there should be some accountability, but there isn't. There isn't. And this, with the shared parenting bill, like the one they have in, um, in Kentucky right now, for example, like, you know, sometimes you get in situations where one parent doesn't want the other parent to have the child, so they'll create allegations like this. This, oh, you know, Your Honor, he, you know, he abused me or she punched me or whatever. So I don't want my child around her or him. And what the judge will do in New York is the judge will, okay, you know what? They have to answer to that. So if you're with your wife and your wife says you beat up, you beat her up, the judge has to respond to that for the safety of the child. So you won't be able to see your child until the investigation's done, which could take from two weeks to six months sometimes even longer with COVID. Um, so for those six months, you're not around your child. Now, when you go back to court, they've done the investigation, the police have come to your house, they've read your references, they've checked your background, they've, they've they've figured out everything and they realize that it was just false allegations. And the state of New York, false allegations, dismissed, no problem. In places like Kentucky, false allegations, now that we know that you made this up out of nowhere, you're gonna suffer penalty now. 
And that prevents people from making up wild stories where you can actually now really address those abusive relationships rather than somebody sporadically coming out of nowhere saying that I don't, you know, he he scares me because they don't want you to see the child. These type of bills, like the shared parenting bill, just prevents a lot of the nonsense that you get when you go to court or the adversarial approach to it and allows two parents to almost have to co-parent unless one is actually unstable, physically abusive or any of those those other elements. Oh. Of all the things that happened during what I went through, the Lincoln lawyer, where they had a lawyer assigned to my son as his advocate. Well, I thought that made a little more sense to me because my son didn't sit in the courtroom and listen to all the crazy, crazy arguments. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, because I really, I didn't want him to think badly of of his mother. It's his mother, and I really believe that. It's his mother for the rest of his life, and whatever happened between us had nothing to do Do with him. And I don't want him to think that she's a bad person or because it's it's his mother. Yeah. So I, I agreed with that part of it where the lawyer represented him. And in the end... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, my situation, uh, the judge called for a Lincoln hearing where the Lincoln lawyer and my son went into judge's chambers by themselves and the judge was able to cross-examine my son, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. to really find out who was telling the truth. I mean, that's the only way I could figure, you know, that's not how it was explained to me, but that's what it looked like to me. The Lincoln lawyer was in there with him, representing him, and the judge could kind of ask him, like, all right, on on this issue, you know, what really happened here kind of thing. And I think that's what happened. Okay. He said the truth. (laughs) My lawyer had felt that we had won the case, but he said, I'm not taking any chances. He demanded a Lincoln hearing, Lincoln Mm -hmm. lawyer, whatever you call it, Lincoln hearing. And they went through that. And when she came out, she awarded us joint custody, but me physical custody. And then a really funny thing that happened is the, the minute after that happened, her lawyer filed a petition for me to pay for all of her legal expenses. And the judge, I'll take it into consideration. I'll be back in 20 minutes. She came out and said, no, yeah, that's okay. not going to happen. Because <laughs> when she said that, I looked at my lawyer. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even so, afford to pay you, I yeah. said. I ain't paying hers. <laughs> but, but. That's what happened. Yeah, and and you know I have a I have a, unfortunately I have a friend that he spent about seventy five thousand dollars in lawyer fees and um he ended up winning um visitation rights. You know he gets to see his daughter every Thursday I think from a certain period of time and every other weekend and he was like you know that money could have gone to something so much better for her rather than fight to get what I got you know and you know a lot of the times like I went through it myself you know I went into the courtroom. I filed six petitions to enforce the court order. And I asked my attorney, why am I filing all these petitions to enforce something that's already agreed to be enforced? This is stupid to me. And he was like, well, you know, it shows the judge character. I don't want to show, I don't care character. 40 violations. <laughs> if that's not enough character for the judge to see, then there's an issue with the judge. So we went into court and I said, I don't want, I don't want to file for enforcement. I want to file for custody now. I want custody or fine or jail time if it has to go down. Like she did, something has to stop this. And the judge, that's when the judge gave me the equal physical custody. And I said, you know, I wish I would have done this 35 violations ago. You know, you learn. Yeah, you do learn. But, you know, and then again, when people separate with this type of act, as soon as the separation takes place, there is no one person to custodial parent or you have to go to court to fight to be you. You naturally have to come up with an equal agreement. So in New York right now, 
so people understand that are listening to us, there mm-hmm. there is no there is is there is there a, a law on the books now that says this has to happen, or is that what you're fighting? That's for? That's what I'm fighting for. Okay. Yeah. So there, so what happens is with this bill, it'll it'll create like I said a less adversarial approach to separation or divorce when it comes to the child's rights, which is the best for the child. Which is the best for the child, and that's what it should be. It always it, should it, be. That, if yeah. the mother and father want to fight till the end of time, that's fine. Let them do it. Let, but yeah. but they need to both be responsible and raise mm-hmm. the child. Mm-hmm. And the child should. Oh, I I feel anyway that the child should always believe that mommy and daddy or mommy and daddy no matter yes. to me yes and no matter what goes they on go through, right? they still both love me equally and they both want the best for me and, yes. and that's the way you want to raise your child right and it, and, it, and of course like because there's like I've met with like the Me Too movement uh, members and they were kind of like you know what about abusive men and it's like this this doesn't address abusive men or women or, or mothers and fathers on drugs this is for fit caring and loving parents this prevents a dictatorship relationship and it gives the children their rights back to be with both their parents. If mommy's upset because daddy cheated, mommy doesn't have the right to say daddy can't be a father. You know, I went through it. You know, my, my daughter's mother, like I said, she moved to a different county and didn't feel like she had to tell me where my daughter even lived. Mm-hmm. And I look at the judge and I, you know, just out of respect. If I did that to her, would you, would you give her a one day a week dinner and two and every other weekend. Like if I left the hospital with my daughter and, and moved and didn't tell the mother where my daughter lived, when the mother came to court, would you have told her that she's only going to get a day during the weekend every other weekend? No. So that that is a form of bias. Sure. And then that's, but when you say that, it's like, okay, wait a minute. There's, he might be right. And that's when people start to think, but there's also the, the reputation of fathers not being as active in the children's lives. So this will help take the burden off of those mothers who are, active in the, in the children's lives as well. But that alone is <clears throat> fair. And, and it does happen. It does exist. Of course it does. Mm-hmm. But you can't just put a blanket statement out there that all fathers... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something about that. Whenever I've had the debates about this or the disagreements about this, you know, um, especially like people that I grew up with, like girls that I grew up with or women that I grew up with, they would say, well, you know, you want fathers to have all of these rights to their children. I said, I don't want all of these rights. I just want them to have equal rights. Well, this guy that I was, this is not about the guy you date. <laughs> this is about fathers. If your boyfriends are all bad boyfriends and cheating boyfriends and whatever else, that has nothing to do with fathering and being a parent. If you're if you're that angry about the men that you've dated, maybe you should really consider slowing yourself down a little bit. Maybe pay more attention to the guys you're dating. But don't let your experience with that man dictate how you feel about all fathers around this world. That's unfair. And, you know, when you have those conversations, that's what it always leads to. It's never an argument about good fathers or it's always, well, what about the men who are killing people and beating people up? And it's like, that's not what this is for. So I have to give you a lot of credit, Andre. I'm speaking with Andre Rainey, who is the vice president of Fathers Are Important. Yes. You can find out more about them on Instagram and Facebook. Just put in Fathers Are Important, and, and there's a lot of mm-hmm. history there about what this movement yes. has been. They're working lot. on getting a, non, a nonprofit together, and mm-hmm. they're working on those. But he's moving forward. You're taking your, your experience in government, and you have a lot of experience. You were, you know, were a council. You were mm-hmm. a mayor. Yeah, yeah. And you're taking that side of it along with, unfortunately, some of the experiences you've had yourself in family court, which— mm-hmm. Everybody, I don't think anybody out there can honestly look you in the face and say up until recently that father, men were not treated equally in family court. Yeah. I, I, they just haven't. Been. Right. right yeah. and, and, some, <laughs> and, and some deserve it. I'm not going to lie about it. But yeah. mo, you can't just do that. You can't just say all men don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom line is that you, you need to be concerned about the welfare of your child Children, first. Yes. Not, not the, the status of your relationship. There or, you go. That's not a legitimate. You, you can't be. 
say that you're not going to be a good father because you cheated on. Oh my goodness! Yes, because right. There's a yes. lot of things that go into that. And you, oh my gosh, yeah. And but and, that, that is what has happened. though. that's the mm -hmm. mentality. That's the culture that's been created. Yes. So fathers are important. Is trying to change that mm -hmm. culture, mm -hmm. not for any other reason, just to make you're not looking for a leg up. You're looking to make it even. Make it even. Yeah. It's not like you know we don't. I tell people all the time, you're fighting for gender equality. If you're fighting for gender equality, then you can fight for shared parenting. Because pretty much what happens is there's fairness for, for men and women until you get in the courtroom in most situations when it comes to family court. And the other thing is I look at it from both sides. You know, as a father who's involved in his children's lives, when I found out that I had to fight like this just to be equally in her life, it, it, it ticked me off so bad. Like I was ready, I, I, you know, and that's why, you know, I want the world to know Gene Patsalos. You know, I tell people all the time, support magistrate Gene Patsalos from Dutchess County does not care about families. There's no way I could have been treated the way I was treated in that courtroom as if I was a criminal, you would have thought, you know, and I've, I've dealt with a couple of other judges, but her way of it was just so detrimental to the, 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 the possible reconnection of a family. You know, it bothered me. But I'm looking at it from both perspectives, because as a father, that bothered me. But also as a mother, as a, as a son, my biological father had my sister. 10 months after he had me by the woman who my mother was fighting over with in high school. And uh, my mother was so upset that when he took he took Christmas pictures with me and my sister at two and age two and one, 10 months apart. And my mother was so upset she got up and moved to Germany. I didn't see my biological father until I was 17. Yeah, you know, so it's like I've seen it from both angles. And it's like he has issues that he hasn't healed from because of that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's nobody took his side. People were his son. Like there's some issues to this day that he's still suffering because of what choice was made by my mother. You know? And moving out of the country made it almost impossible for him <sighs> yeah, to do it. Especially in New York. It's like you file it. It's like, well, you have to serve the person. Person in Germany. Oh, too late. <laughs> like, what? I can't even serve. I don't know where the person even went. You know, but had it been the other way around, it would have been an issue, though. Andre, sure. I'm really happy you came in. Again, it's uh, Andre Rainey, who's the vice president of Fathers Are Important. Please, yes. please go on Instagram and Facebook. Yes, and just check us out. But just type in Fathers quickly, Are Important. Andre, for everyone listening to us, what can they do to help you? So that's a great question. If you follow the Facebook page or the Instagram page, we're going to be passing out letters to um, to Congress, to Senate, you know, adding your, your signature on some of these letters will really help pass legislation. We're looking to hopefully pass this by June of next year, 2023, here in the state of New York. But we're going to be doing rallies, protests, um, uh, seminars, awareness meetings, and all types of things. Me and the Fathers are important president plan to visit each county, all 62, all 62 counties in New York at different family courts to protest to get more and more awareness to this actual bill. And um, there is a bill drafted um, from 2018 that's been edited to, to pretty much work with 2022. All right. Here's a, we're almost out of time, but okay. real quickly, some of these bills... They never make it to the floor. And that's exactly why we need the Intentionally. Support. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, 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 let the, they let the legislator, the New York senator, or whoever, whatever, wherever it may be, mm -hmm. draft these bills. And they're good bills, some of them. Mm -hmm. But if the, the, the people in power decide, they just won't let it get to the floor. Yeah. So that's where the outside pressure comes. Yep. And, uh, and the good thing about it is some of those people who are making these decisions, I'm connected to. Mm -hmm. So there's not like a long rally process. It's a rally awareness. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give it right to them. So really, the Straight public line. right now can support the rallies, but can support the, the petitions is what you need. Yes, yep, You need yep. to show the politicians that yep. people are interested in exactly, this. Exactly, yeah. And they're interested in what you're doing yep. to push them to put these bills through. 100%. And then once the bills get on the books, then they can be enforced. And, and hopefully, mm -hmm. but then, and then it's even more of a fight, though. Even though the, we have a lot of laws on the books that people just don't. Don't pass through. Well, the laws get on the books, but then they're not either not enforced or 
the public opinion on the laws allows the judges to get away. The judge can do what she did to you mm-hmm. and get away with it because nobody's taking her to task. Yeah, immunity too. And that, that's happened in family court for a long time. Yeah. Judges and, and and there are some really great family court judges. I don't want to say that. Absolutely. But, yeah, yeah. but the ones that have gotten away with it have gotten away with it. They yeah. just keep pushing things through and mm-hmm. nobody says anything. And, and eventually, <laughs> they just and I and I, know, I learned really quickly that my lawyer was it was very versed in family court. That's all he did, and he understood family court. Well, mm-hmm. my ex's lawyer was a, a litigating lawyer who had never been in family court. She didn't know any of any of the rules almost when she got there, and that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Now the judge has got two different lawyers that she's dealing with. My my judge is walking in asking the stenographer how her vacation was, and then her lawyer is asking for the rules of the court because she's never been there before. <laughs> so that that delays the trial. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then that's the other point that they do to you. You know, you're taking off work that you can't afford to be in court because you've got to be there for your child. All the way up and, there. And, yeah. and you walk in, and they'll sit down. Oh, I see. You didn't cross the T and dot this I. Uh, the next opening is in three months. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, my lawyer is on retainer. I've got to pay him all yeah. this time. <laughs> what do you mean three months? And again, a lot of the, like in Florida, I know we're running out of time. In Florida, they're lobbying against the shared parenting because the attorneys are, are ex- the amount of money that they're, they're going to lose a year for for divorce court or family court for custody and child support is going to be more than over, you know, you're, you're talking about billions of dollars. Sure. Yeah, yeah. so sure. They, some lawyers in certain states are lobbying against it. But last thing I'll say is, Check out National Parenting Organization. Um, Google it, National Parenting Organization. They have statistics, data, and everything that helps support everything that we're standing for when it comes to separation and how it affects children, how two parents are better than one in a child's life, and so on and so forth. But the National Parenting Organization has tons of data uh, of information. Well, Andre, it was, it was my honor to meet you. I'm, I'm really happy that you're doing what you're doing because it's thank an you. issue that's been longstanding that needs to be addressed. Absolutely. But... And I, and I thank you for your service to the community. You, you, you went through a lot as a council person and as a, mm-hmm. a, a, a mayor. Mm-hmm. And, but, and I thank you for really caring about your three kids and wanting yeah. to be part of their life. I mean, yeah. that's important. <laughs> that's my babies. <laughs> but, but there's so many children that don't have both parents in their lives. Mm-hmm. And that's the beginning of a problem when both parents aren't in their life. Yes. And I tell you, somebody else, real quickly, because it's the fastest 30 minutes in radio, and we're out of time. <laughs> it but, seems like it, right? <laughs> but the other people involved in it, the grandparents need to get involved in this as well. Yes, yes. Because there's a lot of grandparents raising these kids at this point. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. neither of the parents are mm-hmm. growing up and, and doing what they should be doing. Exactly. They so think that's if you're right. a grandparent listening to that, look into fathers are important. And what was the name of the, the uh, parent? Na- National Parenting Organization. Look into that as yes, a grandparent. Yes, thank you so much for and, saying and, that. And see if you can help. That's right. I mean, the grandkids are your grandkids. Just, you know, you care about them as much as you do your own Grandparents have rights, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andre, thanks so much for coming out. We'll have you back on again real soon. Yes, talk absolutely. More I appreciate thank it, man. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Clearview Hudson Valley. And I want to remind you that all the episodes are available on the Clearview Hudson Valley podcast, available at iHeartRadio.com. I'm Uncle Mike, and if I don't see you out and about, I'll catch you on the radio. Have a great week, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.